0: You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, I got an episode just for first and second year coaches. Now, if you're a veteran coach or you've been coaching a long time, this is still an episode you may want to listen to because you may pick up on a few things maybe you're not doing or forgot about. But for my first and second year coaches, I want to help provide you with a guide, a blueprint, some strategies to help you accelerate your learning and accelerate your growth as a young coach in this game because. I'll tell you, when I was starting out in, in my first and second year, I didn't really have the resources and tools or even the vision to know what I need to do to get to that next level or, or to get started off on, you know, on the right foot. So I'm hoping this episode will shed some clarity and really set you up to be successful in many years to come. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. The volleyball by design podcast what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 182 of the volleyball by design podcast how is everyone doing out there today another week of volleyball is in the books and i gotta say i um well in toronto in canada where i'm located we are now hitting the exam period where we take a break from volleyball for a few weeks so our athletes can study for exams, you know, finalize all that stuff, and then we go into the Christmas holiday break, and then we start back fresh in January. Now I know people all over the world have different schedules and different seasons. I know my you know my friends in the U.S. Uh, the national volleyball championships are coming up for women's, and the men's teams are still competing. They're still playing, and they'll be starting their seasons in January. But they still have. Uh, exhibition and practice is happening all throughout december so it's different depending on where you are around the world but i gotta say i i am happy for this little bit of a break yeah it's a it's a short break but it's still a break i got some plans with the family uh looking forward to you know spend some time with my kids because during the season it's really rough and you know it's tough but it is what it is anyways for my new listeners Welcome to the podcast, my name is Coach Brian Singh and I'm the host of the podcast and for my regular listeners, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode where the goal, just like every week, is to deliver valuable, step-by-step strategies that can take your game to the next level, that can help your team improve right away. And I hope I'm can able i able to do that for you today and yeah, we'll dive into some great things. Uh, let's talk about a couple announcements first. If you're listening to this, you know, the week of December 11th, I'm going to be heading down to the AVCA convention in Tampa. I'll be doing a presentation on offense. That presentation is going to be Saturday morning, nine o'clock, I believe. Yeah, Saturday morning, nine o'clock. So if you are a listener of the podcast and you will be there at the AVCA convention, do me a favor and come by and uh, and say hi. Even if you don't come to my session, you know, come by, say hi. I'm going to be by myself at the convention, to be honest. My my coaching staff will not be coming with me, and my family won't be coming with me either. I'll be I'll be going solo. Uh, so I really appreciate you know any any of you guys that come say hi ha, you know engage in conversation, uh, catch up. I love to interact with people that listen to the podcast or who just know me in general as a coach. And if you have any questions that you want to ask me in person, listen, I'm an open book. I, I cannot wait to share and, and as well learn in that weekend too. I'm looking forward to attending some coaches sessions and setting my plans up too and stuff like that. I'm hoping to get some coaching worked on myself during that weekend, um, but I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to, to that weekend. So come by, say hi, let's talk, and we'll kind of take it from there. Okay. Is that my only announcement? I think that's my only announcement. Yeah, that's it. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty good. Um, let's just talk about first and second year coaches. So first and second year coaches. Man, I want to I want to have a conversation with you, with you all because you know there are so many resources out there on Google and things like that, but there is there's no plan in place for first and second year coaches. Because you can learn, I mean there are so many courses you can take on how to teach your team how to pass and how to teach your team how to hit and all the skills and stuff like that. But I have yet to find a program okay, now I'm going to sound really like I'm setting this up for myself, which I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not. I, I, the only thing out there is my program that teaches coaches how to create and build successful programs and how to how to coach. Um, but I, I swear I wasn't trying to slide that in there. I was just, when I was a young coach, there nothing existed. And I wish I had someone to show me the ropes, you know, show me how to, how to do this. So I want to give you kind of a map of what do you do as a first and second year coach? How do you go about planning this program that you want to put in place and build a great team and win and you know have an impact on on the kids you're coaching. So I want to start off by saying the first thing you need to do is you need to figure out what kind of coach you are. That sounds kind of weird, right? But what what kind of coach are you and what kind of program do you want to run? Like think about that. I never thought about that. I just coached volleyball and I never really thought about what was important to me. What do I want my athletes to get out of this program? Like what is what does my program look like? And right off the bat, let's start with that, differentiating between a volleyball team and a volleyball program. Because you're coaching, you're not coaching a volleyball team. You're not just showing up, teaching some kids some skills and then going and playing and leaving. If you want to have a successful program, you need to understand that you're building a volleyball program. That's what you're building. And a volleyball program has a lot of ingredients that I'm gonna share with you. And the first ingredient of building a volleyball program is creating your volleyball manual. Now, what is a volleyball manual? Now, if you're a listener of the pod, you know what this is. But this is where you sit down before you even think about your team, before you think about coaching volleyball. This is for every coach to do this. Is you're gonna create a manual that's going to include not only the policies and procedures of your club or of yourself or how you want to manage your team and things like that but you're going to include things that matter to you things that are important to you in terms of how your players behave how they act what the culture of your team is that is what you're going to create and it's an activity that I actually do almost every year I sit down I look at my volleyball manual and I'm like okay is this me? Is do I have have I included all the things that identify the culture that I want to have on the in this program? Do I want to change anything? Do I want to add anything? So what we do is we have six pillars that we start off with. Our, our, in, our, in our manual, it starts off with six pillars, and these are gonna be the important pillars of your program. You know, we have things like integrity, respect, humility, toughness, effort. These are things that matter to me as a coach. And remember, and this is not selfish, but your volleyball team, your volleyball program is a reflection of you as the head coach. It is a reflection of you. When your team performs poorly, a lot of times people are going to say, "Hey, that's Coach B's team. You know, that's Brian's team. That's that's what's happening." And you look at all pro sports. When a team is not performing, or a team is not, is is, is behaving in what whatever manner you, you want him to behave in. Who are the first people that get in trouble? It's the coaches. We're the ones that get fired first, all right? The coaches are the ones that get the blame. So you gotta sit down and you gotta think about what and I'm spending a lot of time talking about this and I apologize, but it's really important. What does your what is your um what is your experience look like to you? and write it all down. So you're going to have the policies and procedures, right? Like, you know, policies and procedures could include what type of communication, source. like are you gonna, are you guys going to have a WhatsApp group chat? What are your email policies going to be? You know, what are you, what's your phone policy going to be? What is your whatever policy you have in place? And then you're going to talk about player behavior culture. What do you look for in athletes? And you're going to write every little thing down. Like I have written down to the T, like when you come in our gym, the first thing you do is you high five your teammates before you even touch a ball. You know, like in games, they touch the, when they enter, when they enter the court in a game, they touch the court and they touch their heart to show respect for the game. I believe, we believe in respect is one of our pillars. So there's your, there's your first, first task. Second task. Now this, I guess is more of a question. Are you taking over a team, or are you starting a team from scratch? Because those are two different questions. Because if you're taking over a team, your next plan of action is going to be a little different. Because if you're taking over a team, they have a history. They, um, you can watch film on this team and see how they were, you know, how how are, how have they been progressing? How can you really implement this, like, uh, make effect? Or sorry, ah, how can you affect change in this team? You know, if you're taking over a team. You got to ask yourselves, well, why are you taking over the team? Does, was the other coach fired? Uh, how you know? Are do are they are they? Did, maybe the other, maybe something happened to the other coach, and they just need someone to step in and take over. Like you know, what's the situation of the team? You really want to find that out, and then the next plan of action is going to be have a one-on-one with all the players. Now, if you're coaching club, it might look different. You might have to get parents might be involved in this. Like, what's the parent situation? But you want to really get a good understanding of what the situation of the team is. What, what, what made them successful, what made them not successful. You know, like all of these things you got to understand before you dive into planning anything. So one-on-ones are the next best action so that you can now begin, now, now you have your volleyball manual, now you've dived into the one-on-ones, you got to know what team you're taking over, you got to know what's going on, and then you can start creating your plan. Now, if, you, if this is a brand new team that you know you're, you're just creating from scratch, now we're not, we're not, we're, it's going to be based on tryouts. Like you're going to have your tryouts and you're going to do all this, You're going to look at tryouts, have a great tryout and then start building plans from there. Okay. So two, two different, two different avenues you might want to take. Um, but that's, that's kind of where you want to start. Okay. The next thing you're going to do is you are going to put everything on a calendar. So you're going to plan out when are your tryouts? Do you have any open gym sessions before the tryouts? And right, depending on when you're taking over this team, it's going to look different in terms of your off season. Like, are you taking over the team at the beginning of, or at the end of a season where you're going to have a full off season, you know, all ask, ask yourself all these questions and start mapping things out on a calendar. Start mapping map out your, your off season, your open gym sessions. If there are strength training sessions, um, you're going to map out your practices when you're going to practice, map them all out, like put them in a calendar Find out any tournament dates, put them in a calendar. Um, any holidays, you want to blank out holidays. You want to blank out, um, you know, off date, like whatever cancellations and things like that. You want to blank all the stuff out. So you are putting everything on a calendar to get a macro perspective of what your season looks like. Okay. I haven't talked about training yet. I've talked about things that are there. Okay. Hope that makes sense. All right. You are going to then figure out if you need to book any gym time, any classroom time. Do you need to purchase any equipment, any resources? Look at your calendar and see the timeline you have to do all these things, all right? These are all important. And no one teaches you this. You got These are things you got to just figure out on your own as a first or second year coach, but I'm giving you the blueprint. So, you know, do you have to order uniforms? Do you have to consult with manufacturers about certain things, you know, equipment, resources, all that stuff? Gym time, whatever. Okay? registrations, you know, huh? The list goes on, but you get what I'm saying. All the, all the administration stuff. Okay. Now, when that's done. This is where you're going to start getting to the nitty gritty of things. Your yearly training plan. Okay. Everyone should, every coach should have a yearly training plan. I call it my YTP yearly training man. And what this is, it's an overall plan of your season broken up into weeks and phases. And they outline all the areas you need to focus on throughout the season, okay? So it composes of phases and micro cycles and any other stage that you think is necessary for your team to do well, okay? So that's what your YTP is, all right? So uh, again, I know it, every YTP may look different, like yours may look different than other coaches, but you're going to have a season and your season is is it going to be composed of it into different phases? And I'll give you an example of how you can do this. You have what, well, this is how I, at least I do it. You have what we call a general prep phase. You have a pre-competition phase, and then you have a competition phase, okay? So these are the phases. So your general prep is is generally more skill development. We call it skill acquisition. You're going to teach all the skills. You're going to go through um, all, uh, you know, all the fundamentals in our game and work individually with players and things like that. You're going to start, and then you have your pre-competition phase. This is now starting to teach your volleyball systems, your offensive and defensive systems and things like that. And then you have your competition phase where you're in competition. Okay. Now we have this thing called mesocycles and mesocycles are cycles that occur during the phases. All right. And what this is is again, and every every coach is going to be different. Okay, so um, you know you have to do what works best for you. But when you have your phases, you're going to think of it. Think of them. Think of them in terms of like four weeks each. Like most of my mesocycles are like four weeks. So you have a four week. What are you doing in, the, in those four weeks? Okay, think about that. What are you doing in those four weeks? Uh, and then you're going to have your other four weeks. What are you doing in the, in the next four weeks? So they they're all different. Okay, they're all different, but they' they're, they're tactical. So the first four weeks would be serving and passing. The next four weeks would be block defense. the next you know they're, they're all they're all different, but you have to factor them in. And then micro cycles are weekly periods. every week we're doing something. okay? There's a lot of info there. okay so I want to give you an example of kind of like a, a typical YTP. sorry, I had it open here and I, I completely lost it. but when, it, when it, we want to look at, Yearly training plan, sorry, I just had it and I lost it. All right, here we go, my yearly training plan. Just open it up here. So in my yearly training plan, I have, ooh, there's a lot of stuff here. So I have uh, a general prep phase. So my general prep phase is normally between June and August. That's like my off-season, okay? And I have how many cycles do I have? I have, it's a 12 week cycle. Okay. And, and I haven't broken them up into four weeks each. And in those four weeks each I'm going through fundamental stuff. So I'm like heavy on serve reception, both forearm and overhead passing. I'm breaking my setters and I'm teaching them, you know, how do you set the 41, 61, 31, you know, the fast left side, the pipes, like all those type of things. Uh, we're talking about free ball passing, a lot of ball control stuff. I'm working with my hitters on attacking, and and again, I, again, I, it's, I'm teaching all the skills. So that's my general prep phase. Then my pre-competition phase, as we get ready for competition, is a little shorter. So my pre-competition phase, what is it? Uh, it's a five-week phase where we're now del- get dying it dialing into preseason. We're teaching our systems. We're we're experimenting with lineups, and we're doing all that stuff. And then I have my competition phase. Now, what's important about the YTP, your yearly training plan, is it's broken up into... Now, by the way, all, all all of my DVA members, you have access to my YTP, and you can modify it however you want to modify it. But what I really like about the yearly training plan is that it, it breaks everything down into weeks, and then you group those weeks into mesocycles. And that way, you can organize how you're going to train what, when you're going to train it, and what I really like about the YTP is it calculates the hours for you. So we always want to be on, I mean, like the suggested ratio is 60 40 from practice hours to competition hours. So what that means is if you practice for 60% or 60% of the time, you should be competing for 40%. I, I, I explain that really badly. Let's, let's, let's do it this way. If we are practicing, okay, And we have it all on here, like all the hours we practice. So however many hours we're practicing, okay. That composes of 60% of our training. The other hours is competition hours and that's 40% of your training. So 60, 40 is a good ratio. 60% of the time is practice. 40% of the time is competition. 50, 50 is also okay. So when you plug in into your yearly training plan, all these hours that you're doing, you'll get a number. And then you'll do competition hours and you'll get a number and it should be 60, 40 or 50, 50. Okay. So that's what a a yearly training plan is. It has all your training, your hours, your cycles. And then I also have on mind like all the list of skills and all the skills in our game, every position, every skill. And I factor in where I'm going to train that in my yearly training plan. Okay. So spoke a little long about that one, but that's kind of what your yearly training plan is just to give you a, a good idea. So now that we have, we put everything on a calendar, okay? We have our yearly training plan. We have our volleyball manual that we've created, okay? We have everything. Um, The last thing I wanna add, sorry, I should've added this, to your yearly training plan is make sure that you factor in this this performance formula, if you wanna call it that. And uh, you might wanna write this down. It's called CR plus DM plus SE equals performance. So cue reading plus decision-making plus skill execution equals performance, okay? So just factor that in, and that is how you wanna really develop your drills and skills when it comes to making sure you're maximizing your performance, okay? All right, now that we have our yearly training plan, we have our, we put everything on the calendar, okay? We have our volleyball manual. Okay, now we're getting into the season. Now we're now we're, we're either in tryouts. We've done tryouts. We have, um, you know, we've done. Uh, we have our team. Our team is made. Okay, great. Your team is made. Now, when your team is made, the next stage is to create player profiles for all your teams. For all your pl- Sorry, all your all your players. And again, if you're a DVA member, um, you guys have access to the player profiles that we've created. You can just. Copy it literally and just change the names and change the setup around. But what this is, what this, this, the reason this is important is because you want to track and monitor your players' progress throughout the season. Because if you don't track and monitor your players' progress, how are you going to know if they're improving or not? I mean, you may know based on the eye test, but that's not a really accurate indicator on whether your players are improving or not. So in your player profiles, you're going to have the general bio, so their, you know, their name, their height, their, their weight potentially, their, their, um, their age, their, if, if you're a college team, their, their, um, their year, their program, things like that, okay? If they're in high school, how many years they have to graduate, whatever, varsity, sophomore, et cetera. And then in the player profile, you can have things like their strengths, their weaknesses, their long-term athlete development plan. You can have some metrics like what are their what are they passing when you're rating their passing? Are they passing? If you're rating a three-point passing scale, what are they, what are, what is their passing average? And then every you know month or every couple of weeks, you can update these player profiles with new metrics that you can track and monitor as the season goes along. So imagine how much more accurate the player development model will be when you're doing this. Because imagine if you didn't do this and you're looking at improving your players passing, for example, how are you going to know if they're passing better? If you don't track and monitor their passing ability, it's really that simple. So that's what you're going to do that. You're going to create player profiles. All right, the very next thing you're going to do is you're going to plan your training camp. Now you can plan training camp in advance, but you are going to have a training camp with your team. So once your team is made, all right, you are gonna have a training camp. Now, what is a training camp? A training camp is a specific period of time where there is a combination of on-court sessions and classroom sessions, as well as team-building sessions where you teach your volleyball program to them in a specific amount of time. So here are some examples of that. When I coached club, we would go away for a weekend, we would rent a gym out, and we would get a hotel or, or get a cabin or whatever, and we would train all weekend. And it's all planned out. We had breakfast in the morning, we had an on-court session after, then we had a classroom session, then we had another encore session, then we had a classroom session. So uh, a, a typical example would be, actually we start off in the classroom where I deliver my intro presentation, where I go over the volleyball manual, I explain everything about our team culture, I walk them through what the expectation of all the athletes are, what it means to be a player on this team. I give my whole intro presentation, okay? And we do a team building activity to get to know each other. Then we go on the floor and I do serving and passing, work through and ball control. And everyone has to do it. Everyone has to be able to control the ball. Then we may break for lunch or I might do another session where we then do an offensive training session. So I teach them our offensive system. This is how we're going to run our offense and I walk them through an offensive training. Then we go on the court and we practice that offensive training. Then we might break for lunch or snack or break whatever. Then we and then if that takes the whole day, then we'll do like an evening excursion. So we'll do like a haunted house, maybe we do some go-karting. We get get a chance to, you know, have fun together. Then the next day we might do our defensive training session and we'll I'll teach them how we're going to run our defense then we go and practice it. So basically, you get what I'm saying, it's an organized weekend or organized specific amount of time where I teach them what it means to be a player on our team. I go through the volleyball manual, I go through the policies and procedures, I teach them all the skills of our game and I teach them how volleyball is played. And that's it. And imagine how after this training camp experience, how much better your team is. Now, I know coaches are going to say, "Well, I don't I can't go away for a weekend. I don't we don't have the budget for that. How about a day? How can you rent a gym for a day and set up a structured day where you teach them everything and then just and then whatever's left over you can do a practice. And if you really can't afford a day or a weekend, then you have to sprinkle this in during your first week of practice. So every practice is going to be dedicated to this, add in some classroom sessions, add in some team building and create an experience for them for training camp. Okay? That is what is next on your list of things to do. So I hope, you know, I've been talking for a long time, but I hope you're starting to understand what it means to start and run a program. As a first year or second year coach, I didn't know any of this stuff. I just started, I just made my team, jumped into the gym and started teaching them skills. Without realizing that's much more than that, there's a lot of things that go into this, okay? The next thing I want you to factor in, and this comes again with your volleyball manual is you got to remember, I honestly believe that there's a 70-30 rule that I live by. 30% of our game is the skills and volleyball tactics that we use. That's what 30% of our volleyball game is. 70% is everything else. 70% is your planning, your volleyball manual, your training camp, your experience, which is my next point. We have to create an amazing experience for our players. And this is the pillar in our program. How, and you gotta think about this, how are you creating the most amazing experience for your players where they can't imagine their lives without being part of this team? That's what you gotta really ask yourself. And experience is always something we do, we think about when it comes to anything that we're doing. Any planning we're doing, it's always about how are we creating the best experience for our players. And some of these ingredients of this experience is fun. Creating the long-lasting relationships. How are you doing that? Structure. Obviously, we talked about culture. Creating fulfillment. What about creating traditions and routines, events? Like, what does that look like? Well, you know, for us, every time we win a game, we have a player of the game. They sign a game ball. You know, what are some kind of traditions and routines that you're, you're thinking about adding to your program? You know, these things matter. And this comes with planning a program, okay? Think about these things. We talked about establishing culture. You know, one of the things that we we do is we want to establish cultural norms. Things like touching the floor and your heart before you enter a game. You know, high fiving your teammates before you step on the floor. You know, what are your cultural norms? And this is something, this is something you put in the volleyball manual, by the way. And you ask yourself, what are some cultural norms that I want to have in my uh, in my team? Character. You know, that's that's actually. Yeah, you know, I probably should have started this episode talking about this, but character is the number th- one thing we look for in an athlete is do they have character that's going to fit our culture of our team, okay? Things like that. You got to really, really factor that in, okay? Um, let's talk about some of the other, the other ingredients here that we want to talk about experience. You want to know your players, okay? You really want to know your players. It's extremely, extremely important that you know them on an individual level. You want to make sure you're factoring in team meetings, Getting a chance to talk with your team outside of court time, leadership meetings. Now, leadership meetings is with meetings with your leaders, so make sure that's part of your programming. Uh, and, when, and sometimes you may, you may say, "Oh, I don't have I don't have time for team meetings. We we only have a certain amount of time at practice. You can do them on Zoom. You can do them after practice in the hallways, whatever. Okay. But you want you want to make sure you're creating a safe space where players can open up and share. And that's why these team meetings are really important. We have them once a month, by the way. Or sir, I lied. We have them once a week. I apologize. Not once a month. Once a week, okay? Uh, here, here's a little, one of the one things I do is one, once a month, I, I try to send each player a voice message, uh, and I haven't done it for the month of December, so I have to do that. But we want to send them a, a, a voice message. It, it's really, really, it, it takes some time, but it means a lot coming from you as a coach to your players, okay? Uh, another ingredient you want to make sure you have is film sessions. Make sure you have film sessions, all right? Don't don't just go play games or uh, and do things without having film sessions. Okay, you can have it one on one or in groups, um, or you can have them as a team. Uh, and if you want to even take it a step further, remember we talked about creating the experience for your players. Why not just have it at someone's house? You know, have it at a coach's house or player's house, or make it a fun thing. Order some foods, make it social. You know, things like that. Okay. Um, I'll throw in a couple other things too, Uh, graduations, you know, if players are graduating, you want to do something special for them, holiday parties, birthdays, recognizing your players' birthdays are important, holiday parties, you know, we have a Christmas holiday party every year on our team, I invite the guys over to my house, order some food, have some fun, play some games, it's important, okay, this is, and again, look, notice, this is nothing volleyball related, this is just programming, how are you creating the best experience for your players, you know, that's it, okay, Uh, player outings without coaches, you might want to have that team meetings without coaches. Think about things that they can do together to build that relationship. Okay. So those are things that are really, really, really important to have. Okay. Um, okay. I don't want to overwhelm you guys with all these things, but we talked about, we talked about so many things. We talked about the calendar. We talked about training camp. We talked about, uh, your volleyball manual. We talked about player profiles um we talked about the experience really really wholeheartedly you know having an experience for your players you know i i, I say that we want to take our players through a transformation that's what we're doing you know we're building trust we're building relationships and they're spending you know three days they're spending three days a week potentially with you they're spending a lot of time with you so we want to take them through a transformation, both mentally and physically, and build relationships with these athletes. Okay, um, so some of the ingredients: fun, creating long-lasting relationships, structure, culture, fulfillment, traditions, routines, events. These are things that we got to have. And the last thing I'll finish, I'll finish off with some more volleyball stuff. Is after you've done all this, and we're, now we're now we're getting into more volleyball-related things. You want to also ask yourself what kind of systems you're going to be putting in place. Now we're talking volleyball. What is your offensive system going to look like? What is your defensive system going to look like? Okay. What is your rotation going to look like? You're going to run a 5-1, 6-2, et cetera. Now you got to start thinking more of volleyball. Now that you've known your players, you've gotten through training camp, you've seen what you guys can do. Now we're going to think about our system. Okay. I lied. You're teaching your system at training camp. So you're gonna get a chance to see your personnel before training, get seen what they can do, and then you're gonna teach them the system that you're gonna to wanna to run. So that's the last thing that I would say for first and second year coaches that we need to factor in is what kind of systems are we gonna run, okay? Now, I haven't got into teaching volleyball. I haven't got into, well, what are some strategies you can use to start teaching your players? That's a whole other conversation. This was just to get you started off on the right foot. As you get more versed, with being a coach where you're then going to start learning what works for certain players, what doesn't work for certain players. You're going to start thinking about all the different teaching strategies you can use to help each player individually become a better volleyball player. All right. You're going to learn all this stuff as you grow as a coach, but I'm going to finish off with saying one thing that, that is a game changer. That is, that trumps everything that I mentioned here. And that is finding a mentor. Uh, I, I kid you not like I learned more in three weeks with a mentor than I did in the previous three years. And as much as, you know, as first and second year coaches, it is pivotal that you get started off on the right foot, because if you don't, you're going to waste so much time figuring it out on your own, making mistakes. And obviously you're going to make mistakes along the way, but you're going to make mistakes that you would never make. If you had a mentor, you need to make efficient mistakes. If that makes any sense. And this is the whole reason I created Digital Volleyball Academy three years ago, because there was nothing out there to teach coaches how to build championship programs or successful programs. It didn't exist. And I, that's why I created the solution, because I wish it was. There are things that exist out there for you. There are resources that teach you how to teach players how to pass and set and hit and you know how to run offenses and defensive systems and things like that. Yeah, there, there are programs out there that do that but there are no programs out there that do that and teach you how to run a volleyball program. Like some of the stuff that we talked about today, you can't find online. And that's why I created it. So if you are interested in learning more about Digital Volleyball Academy, if you're interested in, especially for you first and second year coaches who don't wanna waste this time and you wanna learn how to build it, I um, I wish it was like that for when I was a young coach. Reach out to me, reach out to me, and we'll get you in DVA. Okay, I know DVA is close to the public right now, but honestly, you are at a pivotal moment in your career where time is not on your side, and the faster you learn this, the more impact you can make. So go to digitalvolleyballacademy.com, reach out to me, I'll get you in DVA, even though it's close to the public, I will per- if you personally reach out to me, I'll be able to help you out, because for first and second year coaches, I want you to. I want you to be able to get in, learn how to do this, see, and you and you get access to all my templates. By the way, everything I have, my volleyball manual, my tryout stuff, my player profiles. You, you'll you will have the templates. You could just change them to suit whatever you want. On top of the fact that you get the live trainings that I've done inside DVA to help you build these programs, um, and that's key. And you get my support. You could reach out to me anytime and I'll be able to, I'll be there to support you and you can and we have over 275 coaches in DVA and I've been running DVA for over 3 years now and I can tell you the coaches are seeing results and they are crushing it and it's because they have a we have a path like no matter where you are in your journey we have what I call the DVA success path and it takes you from whatever stage you are to the next stage by giving you the training that you need in that moment of your learning and that's why I've designed it. So that's what it is. Long story short, it's what you need. And I hope you can trust me to help you in your journey uh, because I'll tell you, it's, it's amazing what coaches are getting inside DVA. All right, so that's it for me. Listen, if you enjoyed today's episode, um, I hope you can take some notes. You can reach out uh, and you can take this and help your team improve and get better. And if you're gonna be at the ABCA convention next week, come say hi. I want to get a chance to meet with you and connect with you. All right. I really, I, I will take the time to, to talk to you. I promise. Uh, unless I'm, I don't know, busy with another presentation or something. But I will. I will, I will definitely make the time to talk to you. Okay? That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. I'll see you guys next week. Take care. All right. Cue the music.